The following segment is from the Off Day Debrief on the SB Nation NFL Show, where we're discussing your favorite team. Subscribe to the SB Nation NFL Show to make sure you don't miss conversations like this one. Let's talk about Monday Night Football because it was Chargers, it was Saints. Really entertaining game. The Saints ultimately get the win 30-27 to in overtime. Uh, there's a lot to get into for this game. Let's just go for uh, look at it from the Saints' point of view first. No Michael Thomas in this game because he's essentially suspended for punching a teammate in the face, which is incredible. And I had been really down on the Saints' offense without Michael Thomas. I was you know, not impressed with Drew Brees at all. He wasn't throwing the ball deep down the field. I, I just didn't like what I saw from them. But last night, they looked a lot different. I was very impressed with the Saints' offense. See, I'll go the other way around. I I still don't think I'm very encouraged by Drew Brees. I think it's a common theme, maybe even from this week alone in the NFL, that you have these older quarterbacks, Tom Brady, Phillip Rivers, and we'll get to some of those later, and Drew Brees, and these guys are starting to show their age. Now, obviously, uh, he did enough to put the team back in position to win the game, but they should have lost that game. Uh, you know, the Chargers missed a field goal at the end. They, they, that's a game they, they should have won uh, more comfortably, you know, if the Saints were truly for real. Now, of course, they're, they're still in good position here. They're 3-2. and two. I had said earlier in the year when you kind of asked me, like, how much are you concerned about the Saints? Do you think they're still going to win the NFC South? Yeah, they're in that mix. But, I mean, I don't feel as great as this team still as I did heading into the season. Still don't think they're this really legit Super Bowl contender because I don't think Drew Brees is really going to get better as the season is going on goes on that's not, not something we've seen usually kind of gets worse and his arm starts to fade even later in the year and and to me that it's just we're seeing that noodle arm again so here's my here's my thing I because I know that we're going to talk about the 49ers and I know you're going to hammer me because I said said that they were the second best team in the NFC which clearly I was wrong about I I think that I screwed up. I have been grading these teams on style points in a pass-fail business. And I agree that the Saints have some warts, but I think all the teams have some warts, essentially. And I'm going to stop grading them on how good they look and just start grading them on whether or not they get the job done. Like, yeah, the Saints can't do everything on offense. Drew Brees is not going to be bombing it down the field like Mahomes. But what they do do well or what they do do, they do it well. So I have to give them credit for that. They got the win. They beat a Chargers team that is no pushover. I know they're early in their development, but the Chargers are a good team, and they can't do everything, but they have strengths, and they maximize those. Yeah, I left this game feeling better about the Chargers, though, honestly, just because of the potential and the promise we're seeing from Justin Herbert. I mean, that throw he made, I mean, he had four touchdowns last night, uh, zero interceptions. And really, he just got screwed over by his kicker, you know, because kicker misses the extra point early in the game. If he makes that, you know, it's not a tie game at the end. Um, You know, they don't need to kick for overtime. Um, And again, obviously, the field goal at the end of the game, uh, 50 yarder that Herbert gets them in great position to kick because he throws that great pass to Mike Williams down the sideline. And Mike Williams is Moss's uh, Marshawn Lattimore over here. Uh, I love that, by the way. There's nothing better to me as someone. Here's another Eagles reference for you stats. Put, put the counter on. We should have we should have a counter for this. I, I just love Terrell Owens. Like when he came to Philly, and I just love the idea that this guy can be blanketed by like multiple players. Doesn't matter. Just throw the ball high. And and he can make a play on it. And I love to see that from a receiver. So that was awesome by Mike Williams to set up that field goal. And I feel like we all knew that kick was going to be 
missed when <laughs> Michael Badgley, or should I say Michael Badley, uh, said he calls yeah. himself the, what was it? What was the nickname here? The uh, Money Badger? Uh, no, that, that is not, you cannot make up a nickname for yourself, first of all. Sorry, Stats. And then also, uh, oh, I didn't yeah. make up Stats. I did I'm not make kidding. up Stats. I'm kidding. I know, I know you didn't. I know the story. I know the story. Uh, you can't make up your nickname if you're a kicker either. Like, that's doubly bad. It's, it's really bad. And so that's like the Chargers should have won that game. Now they didn't. And they also didn't deserve to win it in a sense that they're too conservative. Like, try, hey, how about maybe trust your rookie quarterback who's really good, Anthony Lynn? Like, they were so conservative with the game plan. Um, 18 rushes for 20 yards on first down. So they're shooting themselves in the foot when the, the run clearly isn't working. And they're making it harder on their rookie quarterback instead of making life easier for, like, hey, he's really good. How about maybe throw the ball on first down? What do we say on this show? Do the thing. Do the thing that works, right? What works is Justin Herbert. And it, like you were talking about with Mike Williams, it works well because Herbert does not seem afraid to throw the ball down the field. And that matches up with Williams' strength, which is contested catches, going up and, and getting the ball. It's worked well for them. Uh, to me, this season is already a success for the Chargers because you know you found a guy. You have a quarterback that has arm talent, that has a willingness to be aggressive with the football. Like you found your guy. That's awesome. So however many games you win this year is great, but just from an overall kind of team building perspective, I feel like the Chargers are in a great spot. You've got your quarterback. You've got a young wide receiver. Number three, you've got your pass rusher. You have Joey Bosa. You just locked him up. That is huge. The hardest parts to get on your team you have already. Now it's just filling in around him when, and you can use free agency, you can use the draft, you can supplement what you already have. I think the Chargers are in a great spot. Honestly, the only thing I don't like about the Chargers is that they have to play the Chiefs twice a year. Yeah, that's tough. Um, and although they did hang, you know, they got him to overtime earlier in the year with Herbert True. making his first NFL start, like on, on basically no notice. So uh, at least there's that. Yeah, I, I guess it's kind of just like, do we trust Anthony Lynn here to be the right guy? You know, if, if we're going to see this kind of conservative play calling and if the team is going to continue to be poor, uh, I think the talent there is good. I, I think um, their general manager is kind of underrated, Tom, Tom Telesco here. I think he does a good job with that team. Uh, yeah, so I, I agree with you. It's kind of weird to say because, you know, they lost. They're one and four. They're, they're kind of out of it. But I just feel very encouraged by the Chargers. I have them 19th in my power rankings. I think I've had their, them there for a couple of weeks now. Because even though they've been losing, like I've been encouraged by the way they're actually playing these games. They're just not finishing, which is a very Chargers result. But, you know, <laughs> they actually have hope for the future now with some of these young guys. Yeah, I agree with your criticism of Anthony Lynn. He doesn't blow me away by any stretch. They, To me, he's like a totally average NFL coach. They could do worse than Anthony Lynn, but I think they could also do better. Um, if you look at the Chargers history, it is weird. They almost always have a franchise quarterback but they don't win Super Bowls. It's it's super weird. Like Dan Fouts, awesome quarterback, right? No Super Bowls. They had Drew Brees for a little while. They had Phillip Rivers for a little while. They went back-to-back with those guys. Like They never really have a horrible quarterback for an extended period of time, but they also don't win Super Bowls. I'm, it's like the only team that can say that. Maybe Herbert will be, finally be the guy, or maybe he'll just be the next one in line of this guy who's there for, like, years. It's crazy to think how long Rivers was there. I mean, he was there for, for what, like 15 years or, or more? Just a, a long time. And crazy to have that kind of, you know, uh, longevity when you're not winning the big one, given all the pressure there is to, you know, to have success. 
You know, and I, I know everyone has said this, but I have to say it. Like, imagine watching Justin Herbert in practice and Terod Taylor in practice and thinking, we're going to go with Terod Taylor. Like, he's a better, he gives us a better chance to win. In what universe is that possible, BLG? And then also just where the, the team is timeline wise, like, are they, what are they going to really do? Even if Taylor like might be slightly better in theory, than than Herbert, like if that was your thinking heading into the, like, what are you going to, where are you going with that? Like, you're not going <laughs> to win your division. You know that. Um, so why not play the young guy anyway? And especially if he's showing this much promise. Um, so yeah, I think they, they have a good one in Justin Herbert. I think uh, Justin Herbert's interesting because I feel like every year we get these guys on uh, draft Twitter, uh, calling out draft Twitter here that like they hate these quarterbacks. There's certain quarterbacks they hate, like a Josh Allen, even a Carson Wentz. Uh, and they just think like there's this opinion out there like that these guys are going to be terrible. Like there's no chance they're going to succeed. They're going to be overdrafted, going to be bust. And they come in and it's like, wow, they can actually play from the jump. So I think that's kind of funny um, how those kind of players come in every year and end up being a little bit better than some of the scouting community expects them to be. And I have to say, I was nervous about Herbert um, when I was producing pro football talk, which is you go Eagles references. I go PFT references, apparently. But we talked to Herbert at the combine and he did not strike me as a very assertive guy, as a as a guy who could lead a huddle. He was very sort of quiet and didn't really seem like a leader. Um, we asked him who his favorite, like, who do you admire? Who is the quarterback you want to be like? Do you know who he said? No. Joey Harrington. What? Because he'd never left Oregon. Like, he said <sighs> Joey Harrington, and everybody on the set and everybody in the control room let out, like, an audible noise. Like, <gasps> that's your guy? Joey Harrington? So I was just like, I don't know about this guy. He doesn't – this guy doesn't seem like the man. But, I mean, on the field, he's throwing darts all over the place. He's that West Coast cool to him, I think, is what you might – maybe that's that's maybe what I'm perceiving it as. Where He doesn't seem to be rattled. You know, he's pretty composed. And so maybe he's not, like, the most alpha guy, but, but sometimes that's fine. Make sure you don't miss our next conversation by subscribing to the SB Nation NFL Show wherever you get your podcasts.